0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Jeff. This is going to be episode three, and I'm going to be talking today about GPP or General Physical Preparedness. Now, I had talked about this on one of the previous podcasts in the Squat Cycle One, and there was some confusion. People didn't know what the term meant, which I think is a huge problem. And so I'm going to talk about what it is today and why it's a major component of what CrossFit was meant to be and the cornerstone with which it is based around. So back in the day, founder Greg Glassman came out with a series of incredible articles. Now, those are available on the CrossFit Journal archives. And if you guys have never been there, I think it's a very important part for people to go to and go back and read for a few reasons. One, I think they are the most profound documents that you could ever find in health and fitness. They articulate better than anything I've ever read the problems that our society faces. And then number two, they propose phenomenal solutions to everything. Really the entire reason that CrossFit took off as a movement is because these documents were so well written and well thought out. Now the first article is called Foundations, and I'm going to read you a couple of the first paragraphs here just because they are so profound. CrossFit is a core strength and conditioning program. We have designed our program to elicit as broad an adaptional response as possible. CrossFit is not a specialized fitness program, but a deliberate attempt to optimize physical competence in each of 10 recognized fitness domains. They are cardiovascular and respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. The CrossFit program was developed to enhance an individual's competency at all physical tasks. Our athletes are trained to perform successfully at multiple diverse and randomized physical challenges. This fitness is demanded of all military and police personnel firefighters, and many sports requiring total or complete physical prowess. CrossFit has proven effective in each of these arenas. It then goes on to say, Our athletes are trained to bike, run, swim, and row at short, middle, and long distances, guaranteeing exposure and competency in each of the three metabolic pathways. We train our athletes in gymnastics from rudimentary to advanced movements, garnering great capacity at controlling the body both dynamically and statically, while maximizing strength-to-weight ratio and flexibility. We also place a heavy emphasis on Olympic weightlifting, having seen the sport's unique ability to develop an athlete's explosive power, control of external objects, and mastery of critical motor recruitment patterns. And finally, we encourage and assist our athletes to explore a variety of sports as a vehicle to express and apply their fitness. Now, that's some serious and very profound stuff that's going on there. A uh, couple things that I really like to point to, right, because this is, again, the core foundation of what we're doing. And if you guys aren't able to really dissect that, I recommend you go back and either listen to that again a couple times or go and read it. But understanding that a part of CrossFit then is trying new sports and getting outside of your comfort zone. And that's important to understand that he intends that to be a major point of why we're doing what we're doing is to engage and assist ourselves in a variety of sports and to be competent and ready for the physical challenges that life throws at us. Now, this is kind of the key that we started some of the specialty club programs for is to help people maybe try to find some new niche that maybe they are interested in. So if we think about that, there's a lot of different things, even outside of our walls, that we could get uh into that are going to help kind of stretch what we're doing and kind of satisfy that exploring new sports and also testing ourselves on new physical challenges so that we can see that our training inside of the gym actually has real tangible value to us in the outside world. Because ultimately the goal here is not to get better at lifting a barbell, right? Or get better at, um, You know, Metcon times. That is supposed to be basically a metaphor for becoming better at you know, moving your refrigerator or being able to hike when you go on vacation or, you know, being able to pick up and play a new sport with competency relatively quickly. So uh, a couple things that I like to encourage people to do, right? The first is to think about getting something to sign up for, right? That could be a competition. That could be a 5k. It could be a weightlifting competition, a CrossFit competition. It could be a powerlifting meet. It could be a marathon. It could be an adventure race. Uh, You could sign up for a co-ed softball team or a volleyball team. You could set up sports or a golf club. Uh, There's a million different things that you guys could go out and get involved with. Or you guys could talk to a friend and see if next time you go on a vacation, you could go hiking or this uh, past year we went scuba diving uh, and that was pretty far outside of my comfort zone. So I think that there are a lot of things uh, that you guys can get involved with. There's really no limitation on what you decide to do. You just have to think about, is it going to test me a little bit physically? Is it going to maybe make me a little bit uncomfortable to try? And that is a key factor that we're trying to do here. Um, and then the other thing is trying to make sure that when we do that, we have something that we actually physically like sign up for, so there's a date and a time, because that's then going to give us a couple of extra benefits when we come into the gym that week, like showing up uh, more consistently, right? Maybe we usually come two or three times a week. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to be more motivated to come four or five. We're going to take nutrition a little bit more seriously, right? We want to make sure that we're in peak physical condition for whatever we're going to be doing. We want to also start making sure that we're taking recovery seriously and stress management. So maybe now we start sleeping eight hours instead of six and a half. And maybe we start thinking about taking a little bit of time each day to reduce some stress or just in general, all of the things that we're doing are helping reduce stress. Right? So, this is what Greg Glassman intended CrossFit to be. He intended you to be out playing sports and then also making sure that you guys are maximizing your 10 general physical skills. So it's in that vein that we take on class each week. And then the biggest things that you guys can think about are how can I maximize the time outside of the gym? Because inside of the gym, I've been programming now using this methodology for about 10 years. I recommend to all of my coaches and all future coaches that they read these first materials by Greg Glassman. And I usually recommend that every single year because as you become a better coach and a better programmer, you learn more and more from these documents. So the programming's there, it's done for you. You're gonna receive maximum training ability. The real then outside factors that come in that make a massive difference here are the motivation, the consistency, and then the big ones are obviously nutrition and recovery. And then one of his next documents, which is labeled, what is fitness? He goes in more depth as to why Metabolic conditioning or high-intensity Metcons like you know them in CrossFit are the most effective way to train physically to get after those 10 general physical skills. Variety and why switching things up is going to help you with things like coordination and accuracy uh, and balance and how that plays in with our training. And then the big thing that he talks about in what is fitness also is nutrition. And this is where you start to see the base of his foundational pyramid. And this is one of those things where We are going to be really progressing and bringing out a a kind of a new and more robust uh, nutrition program so that people kind of have uh, more of a developmental process, right? Kind of like a four or a five phase series that starts all the way at base, beginner, super cookie cutter, like we're teaching you, you know, what is proteins, carbs, and fats, and uh, starting to give you guys some basic ways to to figure that stuff out if it's your first trek into nutrition and making it very easy and easier than it's ever been or easier than we've ever tried to teach it to people. And then the goal is for us to be able to start working with people Or, you know, friends and family who maybe don't think that they're ready to start CrossFit yet, right? They've told themselves that story in their head that it's too hard, that I have to get myself in shape to be able to do it. And I've, you know, I've been around this for years, and I hear it all the time. And so I'd love to have something that was like, okay, great. We understand you're not ready to start exercising under the CrossFit methodology, but you can start at the base of CrossFit, which is nutrition, right? And so our goal is going to be to really start getting that off the ground on the low end and have a lower barrier of entry for people to start seeing success using what CrossFit is supposed to be. And then on the very top end, getting all the way into micronutrients and supplements. But I think it's important to know that if you're not working on trying to play new sports or take on new things, and by sports really I just mean physical activities that uh, require these gen- 10 general physical skills, so hiking is as much of a sport as Um, You know, I'm not telling you to go out and pick up flag football. Right. Um, But understanding that, you know, playing some of these sports, swimming, running, jumping, uh, moving side to side, having some sort of general athleticism required of you. That was a core tenet of what CrossFit is designed to be. And if we're not doing that, then we really are not doing CrossFit. Right. We're just kind of working out just like if we're not really working on nutrition, right? We're not necessarily doing CrossFit then, we're just kind of exercising. So my hope is that you guys have a better understanding of what GPP is and then have a better understanding also of why it is a superior way to train. If we look at a lot of other fitness domains or really honestly look at what fitness was before CrossFit, right, it was uh back and buy's day and then maybe 20 minutes on the treadmill and that was definitely not maximizing your 10 general physical skills right maybe you're getting a little bit of strength and maybe a little bit of power and if you were doing things really well, maybe you got a little bit better at cardiorespiratory endurance and stamina. But there was no talk about flexibility or coordination. There was no speed. There's very little power. Um, you know, we, we didn't necessarily maximize our true abilities. There wasn't a lot of variety either. And so that stuff doesn't carry over very well into sports or hiking, right? How does going in and doing a bunch of bench press and, um, you know, rear delt raises uh, and then going and popping on the stationary bike for 20 minutes, how's that going to help you climb a mountain next time you go uh, to Washington, right? And then if we fast forward to today, we look at there's some improvement, right? Some of the, the popular fitness domains have started to piggyback a little bit off of CrossFit. Now you hear functional fitness and functional movement starting to be thrown around quite a bit more. And they're kind of buzzwords that a lot of fitness places will use. But if you really dissect what they're actually doing, they're still sort of training the exact same methodologies uh overboard, right? They are specializing you as an athlete, whether it's, you know, yoga or running or powerlifting or, you know, orange theory or rock climbing or you know, karate martial arts. Very very little variety in any of those, right? They're all going to get after the same energy systems. They're all going to get after the same domains of fitness, and they will advance you in those. But uh, if they don't fit into some sort of a bigger picture, you will become a lopsided athlete and not be as prepared inside of your everyday life for, you know, moving one day, uh, going on vacation, and you know, going scuba diving and canoeing the next day, and then coming back and playing your pickup flag football game the, the day after, right? So that's the kind of things that we want to be prepared to do all the way into our forties and fifties and sixties, and then be able to play sports with our kids and not fall over or feel like we don't have control of our balance or coordination and we become a risk in that way. The one time that I do recommend for people to get outside of the GPP movement is when they have a glaring weakness Or they're going to sign up for something, right? So we talked about that a little bit earlier. But if you have a glaring weakness, so let's say, you know, you can do 100 strict pull-ups and run a mile in 4 minutes and 30 seconds, but you can't back squat 65 pounds, right? Well, that's a glaring weakness, right? And we need to address that weakness because that could become an imbalance point of Uh, pain or potentially something that could be dangerous for you moving forward in the future. So we would then maybe think about doing something like a powerlifting cycle or a squatting cycle or do something to put a little bit of strength on you so that you become more well-rounded and the strengths aren't so drastically outweighing your weaknesses, right? The same thing might go for somebody who squats a million pounds and can do tons of pull-ups but can't run a 10-minute mile, right? they might need to think about doing a running cycle or maybe um, doing some yoga so that they can become a little bit more flexible and apply that strength and power and build some stamina. So there's a lot of different ways that we can get involved outside of the GPP movement, but we always want that to be our base foundation, right? We know for a fact that Everything that's going to be involved with the metabolic pathways that we're going to train, the way that we're going to train those fast twitch fibers and strength and speed and development, the way we're going to train gymnastics and coordination and balance and all those things, it is the best way to train. So that should always be kind of what we're aiming to come back to if we do do one of those specialty programs or we do decide to maybe take a little bit of a skew off of uh, the GPP path to go and compete in, you know, an Olympic lifting meet or an adventure race or, you know, a rowing, uh, you know, an ERG 2K race or something like that. So... Be thinking about that stuff for fun to test yourself and to get involved with something new, but try not to necessarily let yourself become too specialized, understanding that the goal is a little bit more long term than uh, just kind of specializing in that one thing. So, calls to action, right? Let's think about signing up for something if we haven't, or communicating with some friends, family, or loved one about doing something fun, new, active, and exciting the next vacation that we have, or even just scheduling a vacation around doing something like that, okay? Summer's coming up. You're going to have some amazing opportunities to get outside and play volleyball and spike ball, get involved with maybe a co-ed soccer team or flag football team. Uh, my softball league was supposed to start tonight. So uh, there's a lot of different things that you can go out and get involved with. And I highly encourage you guys to sign up and find something fun outside of the gym to go and utilize your health and fitness for. You guys work hard for it in the gym, and it should be celebrated in enjoyed uh, while we are in, you know, this peak physical condition. Secondly, then, I hope that it can be a call to action for you guys to better understand what the purpose behind uh, training is. So go back and read some of Greg Glassman's articles, see how much of an emphasis he actually puts on, you know, nutrition and uh, conditioning and those things ahead of both uh, strength and gymnastics. Because I think if you understand that, then you're also gonna understand how programming works, how randomization works, why we continue to you know, run so much and we sprint and we go long distance and we try to hit everything in between as much as is physically possible inside of the one hour group dynamic. If you guys do have questions on it, please don't be afraid to ask. You can send them to me at jeff at friendshipcrossfit.com and I think Andy and I are gonna try to set up a mailbag uh, podcast once every maybe four or five episodes where you guys maybe send in your questions from podcasts previous and then we can do a little quick like two-minute drill and kind of rapid fire through those. I know that you guys, uh, if you have the questions, other people are going to have them too. I've gotten a lot of feedback from it already, so I've already started to kind of gain and gather where we could go with that. But if you guys do have questions, please don't be afraid to email them to me and they can be for any of the podcasts that we've already done. Thanks.